Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another fun-filled and informative and hopefully enlightening and a good time uh, hour of the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Just, just, well, less than an hour away 
we will know whether or not uh, Mitts uh, is going to be able to sustain this uh, lead that I believe he has in the polls. He's gaining on Obama right now. He's. Uh, we're going to get into the numbers a little bit later. Just, I mean, I'm excited. I don't know why. I have never been excited about a, a presidential debate or any other kind of debate. I wasn't really excited about the first, but now the bar has been set. The game is about to be played. And quite frankly, it's for all the marbles or perhaps all the votes if you insist. Barack Obama's on the ropes. Now either he's gonna come out slugging and go for a knockdown, because he's not gonna get a knockout. All Mitt has to do is keep his cool and just be Mitt and do the same thing he did during the previous debate, but only a bit more personal because that's how this debate's set up. Obama can do his worst. He'll come across looking like an ass, no matter what. So, let the games begin. There's no way Mitts can lose this debate. What we may wind up with is a draw. But it's going to be interesting to watch because, just like so many other things in life, we just don't know. By the way, My name is Dr. C. Robert Jones, and you're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Today's date is October 16th, 2012, beautiful Old Town Alexandria is where I am, United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. So, without further ado, we're going to take a short break, make a couple of announcements, and then we're going to get on with the show. This is going to be great. Not so much the show, because it's always great, but... The anticipation of a debate that could they'll probably change a lot. Well, we'll be right back. We've got to we've got to pay homage to the the finest fighting force the world has ever known, the United States Marine Corps. Once we do that, we'll come right back. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report.
know how much is too much. Hit me again. You know when to say when. Pelosi's coming over. Uh, make it a double. Studies show that those who overindulge exhibit signs of arrogance. I don't come, Adrix, because I'm the president. Overconfidence. This is the day we stop the seas from rising. Or was it yesterday? The inability to think clearly on one's own. Where, where's my teleprompter? I, I gotta talk to those kindergarten kids. You think you're funny, but no one else does. Let's give the Dalai Lama a, a set of cufflinks and send him out the back door. Uh, uh, Mr. President, let, let's, let's don't do that. I... And a profound inability to listen to others. Lama's funny. You don't know funny. If a friend, relative, or leader of the free world exhibits any of these warning signs, don't let them drive, operate heavy machinery, or sign any important documents. Where, where, where's that health care bill? And consider moderating their alcohol intake it before it's too late. Welcome to Liberal Thoughts. We're all down this evil GOP empire. Business, Mr. President. I don't ever remember the president saying that. So let's see what he really said. If you got a business, that you didn't build that. Somebody else made that happen. Well, I guess he did say that. But joining me now is Professor Dick to explain how the president didn't say what he just said. The president never said. The president never said you didn't build that business on your own. The president said you never built that business on your own. There are two different definitions to this. Look at my fingers. There are two different definitions to this. One says, Rummer says, you didn't build this business on your own. The president says, Obama says, you didn't build this business on your own. Now, do you see the difference? There are, There is a huge difference in this. They are not the same. And let me tell you a story. I went to a university in Europe. Let me tell you something about the roads. The roads were alive. They were alive. The roads made everything. They made everything. Let me tell you something. You know who made those roads? The government did. The government made the roads. Now, if we made roads like that here in America, the roads would be making everything. Everything. Anyways, let me tell you something. The president never said, you didn't make this business on your own. The president said, you didn't make this business on your own. All right. I guess you didn't make that business on your own. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. After, after a disastrous, listless performance in the first debate, Obama finds himself in an unenviable position in this second debate. But both the stakes and the expectations are unusually high in this debate because the last debate, it, it was so bad for Obama that folks embellished how bad it was. N- not that it wasn't bad enough, but most folks had him, you know, to the point where he was just kind of drooling all over himself. That, you know, he, he was punch drunk. It wasn't that bad. It was just that he sucked all to be damned. But the potential 
to re- for reward is fairly low. Given Romney's competence as a debater and his disciplined preparation, it's unlikely Obama will beat him so soundly that it registers as a major victory. So this essentially means the best Obama can accomplish is to make up for lost ground, to recapture some some small measure of political capital that he lazily squandered because Obama has stated many times that he's he's lazy. And no doubt that's true. All throughout Obama's life, what, what we know of it, he's been characterized as being out of touch or just plain lazy. At uh, In my hometown of the great uh, city of Chicago, state of Illinois, Barack Obama was classified by his peers and his superiors as a senior lecturer, not a professor, at the University of Chicago as being lazy and disengaged. As a lecturer at the University of Chicago, his peers described him as being lazy and disengaged. The interviews uh, were conducted by, uh, by an author who wrote the book titled The Amateur, and the professors were quoted as such. For weeks now, Obama, Obama, Obama's campaign has been promising a much more lively showing. Even an aggressive one, Obama's strategy is necessarily more nuanced than Biden's, whose principal task was to rally an increasingly dispirited base to preach to a demoralized but ideologically settled choir. His bombast was a rally cry not meant to persuade the small handful of remaining fence-sitters Obama does not have the luxury of neglecting to appeal to the undecided crowd, and so he'll have to temper his combativeness, his penchant for replacing discussions of policy and principle with personal attacks. It's a it's a very fine line, and and that's why I believe that President Obama is not going to win any victories here tonight. He will seek to attack Romney on what he alleges to be – he and the Democrat Party and the mainstream media alleged to be Obama's um, – Mitt Romney's falsehoods, Mitt Romney's uh, lies. But that's about it. And you know the thing about lies is if you didn't lie, then you just keep telling the same story. I mean you tell the story. You tell it like it is. And you know what? These things have a way of sorting themselves out. If you're lying, especially in that type of setting, you're going to get caught. You're going to get caught. You know, there are fact checkers who fact check the fact checkers. So there we have it. So the choice, he has no choice but to go on the offensive, to caricature caricature (laughs) Romney as a cold capitalist robber baron, hostile to the needs of the middle class. Obama has deprived an even reasonable, laudable record to tout the virtues of what is all but ideological, ideologically exhausted, sputtering along and waiting for someone like Mitt Romney to come along and, and just rip it apart. 
what America's really interested right now, folks, is in jobs, employment. Because despite the dubious falling of the uh, the, the unemployment numbers to 7.8% or 79 people are still out of work. The same number of people are out of work, if not more, now as they were before those numbers came out. So even though Obama could get up on the stage tonight and say, well, you know, the unemployment figure went down under my watch. I said I'd get it below 8%, blah, 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 blah. The fact is, people who are unemployed know damn well they're unemployed. And most of them have been unemployed for as long as Obama's been president. Now, let's say you're unemployed and you're living on the very basics of life. You have a a capitalist. Let's say his name is Mitt Romney. Known for being pro-business. Pro-business means pro-money, pro-jobs. Money in your pocket. Well, who are you going to vote for? Who are you going to vote for? So, the next thing Obama will attempt is um, character assassination. He'll attempt to paint Mitt Romney as being some sort of a vulture, a capitalist, a man whose only concern is to make money. Wow, how sad is that? To make money. Uh, Stephen Vandergast writes in the chat room, he could have dropped the unemployment rate even lower if he would have left out a few more states. Indeed, one major state was left out of the latest figures. You think... Now, I'm not one who is prone to conspiracies. I kind of like facts. I love them. And what we have here, folks, is a situation where it seems that the timing is right on the money for the Obama campaign. All of a sudden, just a couple of weeks before before the election, the numbers go down. Do they think Americans are just that stupid? Is America better off today than it was three and a half years ago? The Obama administration will say, hell yeah. But really? We're just as hated as we were three years ago. We're just... Obama's done nothing for the... That whole feel good, you know, we're hated. George Bush, uh, everybody hates us because of George Bush. Hell, people still hate us. Hey, check this out. Tonight, tonight, Mitt Romney has an opportunity to throw the knockout blow. Aren't you excited? Aren't you excited? Obama is at a disadvantage no matter how you look at it. 
Obama is disadvantaged by how miserable his first debate showing was. Making any about-face in general comportment, well, seems to be it seems it would be a matter of cold calculation. Will he be able to hide his simmering contempt for Romney? Will he be able to conceal his angry disdain for dissent and contradiction after appearing aggravated by the debate itself? Apparently, a petty obligation forced upon him against his will, the debate I mean. He'll now seem eager to account for his presidency to the American people. Did he did he all of a sudden rediscover his true devotion for a democratic process? Conspicuous shows of affection seem insincere if only delivered in the wake of complaint. Finally, Obama's primary disadvantage and the, the central reason why he lost the first debate is that his political ideas have been forcefully repudiated by stubborn and empirical fact. For all his grand, even egomaniacal posturing as an agent of radical change, he is at heart a conventional liberal peddling ideas with a long and unspectacular pedigree. If it often seems as if he's robotically reciting lines from the 70s, it's because he basically is. This isn't even a case of old wine artfully repackaged in new bottles. Even the bottles are dated and draped in dust, despite his vaulted reputation for rhetorical brilliance, aided in chief by teleprompters telling him exactly what to say. Obama is simply not talented enough to sell his first-term failures as a potent second-term success. So here we have the principal problem that Obama faces. But Obama does have certain advantages. First, his town hall, this town hall, is not nearly as populist as it sounds, with unscripted questions delivered by interested citizens. You would think it's tailor-made for Obama. The questions will be pre-screened and chosen by moderator Candy Crowley who is already intimidated, or has intimated rather, that she'll shape the flow of the discussion and place her imperative stamp on the questions offered. She went on to state, and I quote, I'm not a fly on the wall, end quote. Keep in mind that this is the same woman who called Romney Ryan some sort of ticket death wish. She will have all the dispassionate impartiality of a bear protecting her cubs. And as long as Obama's performance shows discernible improvement over his first debate debacle, all, all that's needed, all that is necessary for this very low bar for Obama 
to predict to predictably clear the press the press will declare him the victor and announce the beginning of a resurgent comeback he only needs he only needs one thing to avoid spectacular failure to be crowned triumphant by the mainstream media he'll almost certainly lose the debate but he certainly will win the post game show you can bet your you can bet your money on that now by the way the call in number is 347 884 8500 you're listening to the C Robert Jones situation report <laughs> wow i can't wait tonight is going to be spectacular it's going to be great it's going to be a great show and hopefully everybody will be watching. I know I know you all are going to be watching. As soon as my show's over, probably before then, because Bill O'Reilly's on right now, and he is talking about the debate right here and now. And what about this deal in foreign policy? Because what, the, what this debate is supposed to be about is foreign policy issues. But while, while we think about this, let's take a short break and listen to some of my friends from PJTV. If you don't get PJTV... PJ Media, you really should check out their website at PJ, www.pjtv.com. They are great, but I'm going to give you a little bit of taste right now. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Hi, everybody. I'm Steve Green. This is Trifecta, and we have a presidential debate kicking off here in just a few hours. So let's bring on Scott Ott and Bill Whittle and get to the big debate preview. Been waiting all week for this. All right, gents, before we talk about the contenders, I want to spend a moment on the moderator, CNN's Candy Crowley. Bill, Crowley has been uh, has said up front that she does not intend, these are her words, to be a fly on the wall. Isn't that an, an implicit criticism of Jim Lehrer's performance two weeks ago? And, and what do you think she means by that? I don't know if it's so much that, Steve. I think it's the amazing thing about Candy Crowley is she's managed to do what no one in this country can do, and that is bring Republicans and Democrats together on an issue and say, we think this is just a mess. Your job is to moderate questions from the audience. That's why they call it a town hall meeting. And I think what Candy Crowley is doing by saying, I'm not just going to be a moderator. I'm not just going to read questions. I'm going to get in there. I'm going to redirect questions. I'm going to ask my own questions. I think what she's really doing is I think she's sort of prepping the battle space for her to have the kind of performance that the Democrats need, namely cut Mitt Romney off, give biting, hard, terrific follow-up questions to Mitt Romney. And when Barack Obama starts to wander off into the weeds, help direct him back onto the kind of answer that the American people want to see. Well, we've never seen anything like that before, <clears throat> Tom Brokaw, <clears throat> 2008. Uh, Scott, Bill totally stepped on your question, so instead I'm going to ask you this. If Crowley does what she's promised to do, does that give either or both candidates kind of an out if they don't perform up to expectations tonight? Bill didn't actually step on my question. What Bill did was prepare the battle space to make sure that I didn't look good in this episode of Trifecta. He did a terrific job of that. Yeah, you know, first of all, think, think of this from Candy Crawley's perspective, okay? She's a CNN uh, hostess, uh, reporter, whatever you want to call her. This audience of perhaps 70, 75 million people that, sh that are going to see her tonight on television is a hundred times the biggest audience she's ever had on CNN, so I think in addition to, you know, that sort of bias, the political bias that Bill talked about, I think we also have a situation where this woman says, look, 
This is my coming out. This is my debutante ball. Nobody's ever seen me before. The entire country is going to get to see me for the first time. And by the way, I actually met Candy Crowley with my friend radio host Mike Coolidge out at the Republican National Convention. She was a very nice woman, and I really admire the fact that she is a, a reporter who doesn't have to show her legs, and, uh, and, I, I, and we're all thankful for that. Oh, boy. You know, before we go on, though, I want to make one point. Ace, Ace of Spades uh, mentioned the other day, I think it was on Twitter, that it's time we stop talking about the biased media. Now they're just the advocacy media. They're, just, they're, they're totally shilling for, the, for, for one side. All right, Bill, let's talk about the spin. If Obama does just a, a little bit better tonight than he did two weeks ago, will it, will it be hailed as a great comeback, even though I don't think anybody's going to believe that? First thing we need to understand about this debate tonight is it is going to be the greatest performance by President Obama ever in the history of the world. That's going to be the news tomorrow, regardless of what happens. Even if Obama doesn't show up, that will be, that will be the evidence. But I'd like you guys to think about the psychological pressure on this man who doesn't seem to handle psychological pressure very well because he never gets any psychological pressure. Number one, he knows that he's lost an enormous amount of ground, which means he has to – he has all the pressure feeling like he has to make it up. Number two, Mitt Romney is inside this guy's head. I am convinced that Barack Obama, forget the fact that he didn't look at Romney. I don't think he can look at Romney. I genuinely, genuinely believe it. I don't think he has it in him to stare at Mitt Romney in the face and tell the kind of lies about him that he's been telling all this time. But another thought had occurred to me on the way down today. So add to all the pressures on Obama. Consider this. Barack Obama, the great communicator, the man who connects with the people, has been upstaged as the hero of the left by Joe frickin' Biden. Think about that. Think about the kind of psychological pressure it puts on this guy. All Romney has to do is shut up, uh, shut up, show up and and just be calm and, and, and decent and competent. And I am really feeling like if Obama wins tonight, it's still a race. If Romney wins tonight, it's over. You know what? That's an excellent point. Scott, uh, where are you on this? If Obama isn't at least as good as Romney in a Democrat-friendly format like this town hall. Is it all over? Can he recover from that? Well, I, I think if he doesn't come out of the box with something a lot better than what we saw last time, he's got no chance at all. I mean, a lot of people who tuned in uh, have already made their decision after watching Mitt Romney, especially some undecided people who said, hey, this doesn't look like the guy I've heard about in the commercials. And so Barack Obama, like Bill suggested, has to make up like, you know, he's, he's like 47 points down. And uh, he'll try to do that by bringing up the 47 percent remark by Mitt Romney. But if you think Romney is not hoping that he says something about that, you're sadly mistaken. I think we're going to see a big win for, uh, for Mitt Romney tonight, and President Obama will be nothing but excuses tomorrow. Yeah, I've got my fingers crossed. It's been since 1984 since we've had a Republican who's really comfortable in a debate. It's an awesome thing to see. All right, folks, yes, I expect there to be enough plants in the audience to make the debate look like it's being held in a greenhouse. And, and yes, I expect Crowley to keep her left thumb planted firmly on the scale. But let me tell you where my hope comes in. Over the weekend, the Obama camp leaked that the president will hammer Romney tonight on Bain Capital. Now, I don't know if you remember, but that's been done already. So done as a part of Obama's spaghetti method attacks on Romney over the summer. You know, you, you, you throw everything against the wall and, and, and you see what sticks. Well, that's worked so well that Romney is now just one or two states away from a pretty comfortable win. You see, it's one thing to throw spaghetti against the wall. But when you're throwing months-old spaghetti, it's just a big stinking mess. And mostly, it just sticks to you. For PJTV, I'm Steve Green.
All right. And we're back with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. What do you think about that? Do you think that uh, that uh, Candy Crowley is uh, in the Obama camp and that we'll see that later on tonight? And what what if the American people, probably who are going to be watching in record numbers, they see that? What do you think? Will Will Candy Crowley be firmly in the tank for Obama? Or will she be objective? Or will she simply keep her mouth shut and let the debate go on and simply be a facilitator? Moderator. You know, do her job. Or will she make an effort to help the Obama administration along? Let me tell you something. I was speaking to one of my liberal friends who works for the Washington Post. And I I asked her, I said objectively, what did you think of Joe Biden's performance? Did you think he was rude and disrespectful to Paul Ryan? She said, no, not at all. I said to her, so you don't believe that uh, while someone's making a point that you interrupt, smirk, laugh, you know, and constantly interrupt, you don't think that was being rude? She said, no. I said, well, if I interrupted you while you were making a point and I started laughing and chuckling and making faces, would you think that was rude? She said, of course. She said, but the debate is different. You're supposed to do that. And I said, what sort of debating have you been involved in? That jerkwater college you've attended? Did you all debate like that over there? Because at William and Mary, the United States Naval Academy in Annapolis, or Georgetown, all of which I attended, that sort of thing doesn't go. I said, what I, what I think is going on here, my good friend, is that you... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if 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 Biden got up and walked out or stomped off the floor, you'd still make excuses for him. These people are so blatantly in the corner for this guy. It doesn't matter. And that's what Mitt Romney was talking about, 47%. And I tend to agree. You know, I thought that the debate between Ryan and Biden was a draw. Quite frankly, I, I'm not. I, 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 nobody really won that debate, and it really doesn't matter, does it? But Joe Biden's behavior was disturbing, simply because he continued to interrupt. Make faces, laugh, chuckle, goof off. It was embarrassing. This is we're talking about a grown man here, a man who is quote a heartbeat away in quote from the presidency. Is this how they behave? Is is just free for all? Anything goes. No manners, no decorum. I don't expect these things from Joe Biden. 
Because I'm old enough to recall when Joe Biden ran for the presidency of the United States and was forced to drop out because it was discovered that he plagiarized someone else's speeches. That he plagiarized uh, – he's, he's just a dishonest man. Now, frankly, I like Joe, Joe Biden. I play poker with him you know, because he's a goof. He's a lovable goof. He's like your uncle, you know, or your or your grandfather. Come come to the company, the the, the house, the, the picnic at the house. He just makes an ass of himself, and you love it. You laugh about it. But this guy, the vice president of the United States, and his behavior was abhorrent. So, does that set the tone for what's going to go down in less than a half hour? In less than a half hour. You know what? I suspect, and I'll submit that really what this election boils down to is what's going to happen for the next 90 minutes at 9 p.m. tonight for 90 minutes. That's what this election is going to boil down to. That's why the stakes are so high. You know, I played the Rocky theme for a reason. Now, some will say that I play the Rocky theme at the beginning of the show for Barack Obama because he's the underdog right now. No. It's the, it's for Mitt Romney to issue the knockout blow because that's what this is going to be all about. A knockout. A, a, a second round knockout. It's over. It's over. Now, all... All Mitt Romney needs to do tonight is to go 15 rounds and win the decision. Obama is the one who needs the knockout. Will he get it? Will he get it? That's my question to you. The call in number is 347-884-500. Let's see. Ah. Yeah, the pay cut will be horrible. By the way, I just speaking of pay cuts, I just took delivery of my Mercedes Benz SUV, the M Class, and I thought, okay, thirteen miles to the gallon in the city, and eighteen miles to the gallon on the highway. That can't be right, man. I rolled out today. For the first time in that vehicle, went to the grocery store, and I could visibly see the needle, the gas needle moving. <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness, what the hell? What did I do? Okay, but hey, that's another story for another time. Hey, check this out. The famous last words of Harry Truman was, quote, the buck stops here. Now, I have no love whatsoever for Harry Truman, none, mind you. The fact that he openly campaigned and stated that he wanted to get rid of the Marine Corps, disband the Corps, and was almost about to get his way just when the Korean uh, police action broke out, means I have no love for the man at all. But he did take charge. He was a man. The buck stops here. I'm in charge. That's what a man does. A leader. A leader of men takes charge and he takes responsibility. Even though 
the responsibility may not be his, even though whatever goes down may not be his fault. The captain of a, of a battleship or a cruiser, or even a sub. Remember the story about the sub-captain whose sub rose up out of the depths and smashed into a uh, pleasure boat, killed several people? The captain may not have been at the helm at the time, but the the sub was his responsibility. The cruiser, the responsibility of the captain if it runs aground. Even though the captain may be asleep in his cabin and the first officer is navigating. It's the captain who is responsible. It is the commander who is responsible. So what say you when the President of the United States does not take responsibility? Apparently, the buck stops here doesn't apply to America's current president. And is that disturbing or what? Obama does not take responsibility or hold himself accountable for the economy, for the national security failures, specifically what happened in Benghazi, Libya. The first target for blame was the infamous video. And how many of us have even seen this video? And that was characterized by Secretary of State Hillary Clinton as an, quote, awful Internet video that the American government had nothing to do with, end quote. On September 13th, Jay Carney, the White House spokesman, stated that the protest was what we're seeing around the region are in reaction to the movie. It was not until September 19th, over a week after the attack, that anyone from the administration acknowledged that the murders in Libya were the result of a terrorist strike. Yet the president... And in in President Obama's September 25th UN speech, he cited six times the video that sparked outrage throughout the Muslim world. Aren't we tired of this? Aren't we aren't we sick of this? I mean, it was a noble experiment, a noble experiment. We 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 got a chance to elect. The first black president of the United States. How nice. Total affirmative action hire. That's what I call the guy. An affirmative action hire. It was time to put a minority in office. It was well past time. We flirted a little bit with Colin Powell. We flirted a little bit with Hillary Clinton. We thinking, well, you know, let's get somebody. You know, an Hispanic person. You know, Jesse Jackson, black as ace of spades, there's no way he would have been president, but he ran. Hillary Clinton, Geraldine Ferraro, God rest her soul. We flirted. We thought, maybe it's time for a change, a new perspective. Let's get somebody in here with some fresh ideas. Okay, we did that. And at the debt and peril, the, 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 the debt and peril of this in the great nation... We tried something different. We put a black man in the White House. And look at where it's gotten us. Okay? So the fun's over. All you liberal white folks out there, and even some of you moderates, your guilt is assuaged. You're guilt-free now. 
Can we now get back to business? Can we get back to making America great now? Again? Can we go about rebuilding our economy and respect for the United States around the world? I don't give a damn if we're loved or not or liked. It's not about that. It's about, it's, it's about what it's always been about, respect. And three and a half years of Barack Obama has garnered no respect for this great nation. Our economy is weaker than it ever was. The world still hates us. Why not be hated and respected? Why not be rich rather than poor? These are your choices, quite frankly. You want to be poor and still hated around the world? Vote for Obama. If you want to be rich, hated and respected, vote for Mitt Romney, baby. That's how I see it. I want to maintain the lifestyle I have for the time I have left. Now, I'm 50 years old. 50 in a few months. In January, I'll be 51. Now, I may live another 20 years. If I'm lucky and I take good care of myself, I may live a few more than that, but not much more. So on average, I've got maybe 20, stretching it, 25 years left on this earth. And that time goes by fast. Fast. I, don't, I would rather not live those next 25 years under a socialist flag where my hard work is taken away from me in the form of taxes and given to somebody else. And I'd, I'd really like to go to Paris, you know, maybe hang out in England, maybe even head out to Dubai and have... Those who stamp my passport respect me rather than not respect me. Remember when you were American? Yeah, you were called an ugly American, but you were respected. Because when you put that passport down on the table, and if you when you had the American dollars to spend, your ass was pretty much kissed. I know mine was, even as a Marine. Now... Hell, your dollar's not worth much anymore. Your passport is liable to get you killed. What the hell has happened to us? What's happened to this country? And how is it that Barack Obama can say that we're moving forward? Forward to what? Hell, Thelma and Louise were moving forward. And that damn Cadillac went right off that cliff. Forward to where? Into what? To paying your fair share to increase taxes on the middle class as well as those who are wealthy? To being disrespected and hated? Just a few days ago, the American flag was being burned. And Obama's likeness also along with it in effigy. The Middle East is on fire. Our dollar is worth less now than it was three and a half years ago. The unemployment number is astronomical, despite what we've seen over the last couple of weeks. How are we moving forward? Can you imagine, though, just four more years of President Obama seeking, quote, fairness, end quote? 
Think about that. It's a mess. The call in number is 347-884-8500. We're going to take a short break. We'll come right back. You're listening to the C. Robert Situation Report. Excellence in Broadcasting presents Liberals of Genius. Liberals of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. President of the United States. You single-handedly managed to choke all the life out of the world's greatest economy in record time. Ten percent unemployment. No one else could have apologized more, spent more, or built a rat maze healthcare system from hell that only the IRS could love. What were you thinking? Thanks to you, FDR will be known as a conservative. Carter will look presidential, and Joseph Stalin won't seem like such a bad guy. Joe was misunderstood. So crack open a good book, sit on your butt, and help your buddies with a snowball's chance in November. Mr. President, the one we weren't waiting for. my peoples what's crack a lack in my peeps welcome 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 to another edition of you guessed it you got it and that's how we do it live and direct with g ski rocks in the captain what's crack a lacking what's crack a lacking i'll tell you what's crack a What's the crack of action, baby? What's cracking? Well, it's cracking, man, as everybody else, but everybody seems to love your style, brother. What's cracking? Gee, you are the man. You are the man, dude. I tell you what, I love this topic. I love it. I wish I thought of it myself. I'm jealous. I got envy. I got envy right now. What's crack a lacking, Dana? My brother from another mother. How are we, sir? <laughs> What's cracking, sister? What's crackalacking, What's crackalacking? What do you got to say, ma'am? I just got to say, awesome show. Just totally awesome. 
That's right, folks. We keep this cracker like it, and we do it for love of country. So make sure that you listen to Live and Direct with Beastie Rocks and the Captain every Monday and Wednesday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern Time and Saturdays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. www.20-20radio.com. Always cracker lacking, and it's always served with bacon and gravy, baby. Bacon and gravy. All right, welcome back to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Just six minutes. Six minutes until we can... We'll get started listening to... A debate that could... Seal the deal for Mitt Romney. Or stem the tide for Barack Obama. High drama indeed. Are you excited? Are you on the edge of your seat? Do you get get your popcorn ready? Are you ready? Who? Who would have thought that a debate between political candidates would be anticipated the way this one is and has been? Who would have thought three years ago that we would be in this position. Think back. Were you excited or as excited about any other debate? How many of you? Let's get this party started. It won't be long. It won't be long at all. With that in mind, we've got... Less than five minutes. No, we've got five minutes and 14 seconds. I'm excited. I'm actually excited. This is like the Super Bowl of political debates. It's Ali Frazier. It's Ali Frazier too, actually. But who's Ali? Who's Frazier? We'll see in just a few minutes. I've got Fox News on in the background, and hopefully you'll be watching Fox News. You'll be tuning in there. And then, after that, we'll watch just a little bit of Fox to get what their take was at the end, and then we'll move on to MSNBC to see what's going on over there, because we'd like to know what their spin is. Well, then we'll move over to, to CNN and see what's happening there. And, of course, tomorrow... Tomorrow, the, the the quarterbacking begins. The pundits will have their say. The spin will be out. It's all so exciting. So let's get this party started right now. We're going to take away. I want to thank all my listeners tonight. You guys are putting me over the top here. I'm almost at 200,000 listens. You can find me on Spreaker Radio, Stitcher Radio, and of course, uh, iTunes. You can find my show there and all the back shows going back to my very first Blog Talk Radio show. Listen to me live on my own website, universalmedia1.com, the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. You can check me out there. But hey, thank you all for listening. There's so many things that you could be doing with your time and you chose to come in and listen to my show even just for a few minutes. And I so do appreciate it. So I want to say this. God bless you. 
and God bless the United States Marine Corps and God bless the United States of America and are you are you ready to rumble? Yeah, let's get this party started. Good night folks. God bless you. God bless the United States of America. We're out. Yeah.